Welcome to the Taylor and Jen podcast. Morning, Taylor and Jen. Your mother is a nurse. Didn't yeah. she tell you not to eat the toothpaste? She did tell me not to eat the toothpaste. And that made you want to eat it more, didn't it? It did. Life 107.5. It can feel like a conspiracy against you that everybody in the world decides they need to tell you that you should try this one thing. And like they've all worked together to be like, we, we should just keep on hammering, keep on saying, you got to try it, you got to try it, you got to try it. What made you feel like this, Taylor? This has happened to you and me, Jen. Every time we talk about sandwiches or peanut butter or pickles, <laughs> someone tells us that we need to try a peanut butter and pickle sandwich. You are correct. It is true. Every single time those topics have come up, somebody has said, oh, you've got to try peanut butter and pickles, which I honestly, at first, I thought you were joking. Yeah, I I feel like that's like the stereotypical I'm pregnant sandwich. Yeah, yeah. So we really didn't think that we were eligible for it, but we talked about it last week. We got another phone call yeah, last week. I did it, Jen. You tried it. <laughs> I was shopping for my groceries this weekend, and I walked by the Nathan's Kosher Dills, and I was like... They're calling to me. I got to do it. So I picked up my jar of the kosher dills and I made sure that I had the peanut butter and the bread. And Jen, you know what? What? It's pretty good. Is it really? It's pretty. You've got like the savory of the peanut butter and you've got the acid and the tart of the pickles. And Bill was right with the pickle juice. It kind of helps the peanut butter slide down your throat a little easier so it doesn't get stuck to the roof of your mouth. Now, here's the big question. Would you do it again? I'm literally going to make one for lunch today. You know, I think you should panini it. Panini it? Yeah, or at least toast the bread. Okay. Maybe I'll, yeah, maybe I'll panini it when I go home. Kind of melty peanut yeah. butter over mm, the pickles. Melty peanut. No, okay. Nothing like a good hot pickle. So you, <laughs> you did dill. Mm-hmm. I think I probably would have tried bread and butter. No. No. <laughs> no, you got to have dill. Okay, fine. I'm not going to do bread and butter. Uh. It's inferior. Oh, because of you, we have tried mayonnaise and banana sandwiches. Mm-hmm. Because of you, we have a snack that we now like, which is popcorn with Parmesan cheese all wrapped together in honey. Mm-hmm. Because when we start talking about weird food, you give us great ideas. <laughs> I don't know if this one falls into the great, but what did you try over the weekend? It's the king of weird food combos, a peanut butter and pickle sandwich. And hey, Mikey, I liked it. (laughs) I have to weigh in on this sandwich, you guys. It is so good. Why? My husband introduced me to it, so I didn't eat it until I was with him. But they put a piece of cheddar cheese on it, too. And it takes it to the next level. You need to try it. Like sharp cheddar? Yeah, like a sharp cheddar cheese. Sharp cheddar cheese, peanut butter, and pickles. Yeah, it's really good. I got to tell you, friend, that does not sound good. I'm, I mean, I've had those mix-up combo bites that it's uh, peanut butter and cheddar. Oh, yeah. You get yeah. at the gas station. Yeah. It's, Taylor gets all of his favorite welcome. cuisine it really at the is, gas this, station. This really is a gas station sandwich, isn't it? <laughs> it kind of is. <laughs> it's probably not for everybody, but it ended up being for Taylor. Yeah, the peanut butter and pickle sandwich. I made it over the weekend, and I, I'm a pretty big fan. What about you? I am a fan, but I was raised on sweet pickles that my mom made, so I'm a little biased. But, yes. Jen, you got to try the bread and butter. With a sweet pickle? Yeah. yeah. Sweet pickles and peanut butter. Yeah. Okay. See, I think that would be better. It is. Yeah, okay. and especially if I had homemade sweet pickles from your mom. Well, I mean, yeah, <laughs> if, if it's homemade, like, that just automatically cancels out anything else I would put on the sandwich. It does. It does. 
When I have to buy new clothes because I can't fit into the old ones, because of you, I'm going to send you the bill. But I'm going to thank you because you have the greatest ideas. This pickled peanut butter sandwich that you had over yeah. the weekend, that was your idea. And, and now then, I'm adding some cheddar cheese to that, oh, thanks to Megan. Thank you to Megan. But yeah, you just come up with the most interesting food combinations that you want us to try. Yeah, Stephanie's got a new one. My husband loves to make the no-bake cheesecakes. Okay. And I asked him to try something different because I had a hankering for pistachio pudding. Okay. So I had to mix the two together. Oh, that sounds awesome! Pistachio pudding and a cheesecake. And it tastes just like a cream cheese pistachio muffin that you can get at Hy-Vee. Oh, that sounds delicious. It was one of my best concoctions. (laughs) Do you often make concoctions? (laughs) Yes. Well, that one is a winner. There are two times in my life that I can remember off the top of my head where I started on something and then I had to have all of them. One involved a series of mystery books as a child. The second one, do you remember back in the day when McDonald's had the little teeny beanie babies in their Happy Meals? Oh, man. Okay. I may or may not adore stuffed animals. A lot. I may still actually have a stuffed animal on my bed right now, okay? So, when McDonald's started in on those little teeny beanie babies in their Happy Meals, I thought, on a lark, I'm going to go as an adult and I'm going to get a Happy Meal because I want the beanie baby. It was like opening a bag of Lay's chips. <laughs> Once I ate one, I had to have all of them. You needed all to of the, the Beanie point, Babies. I'm pretty sure, I can't remember if they were released bi-monthly or monthly, but my friend and I, at our workplace, would, <laughs> on the day that they would come out, the new one would come, they're going to do the black cat today. Oh, they're going to do the red bull today. What? They're going to do the duck today. Oh! We would buy sometimes four Happy Meals, Taylor, really, just until we got the, the right one, one that was doing the Red Bull, okay? And my friend and I, I mean, we would make appointment lunch to go get a Happy Meal wow. to get all of the teeny beanie babies. Wow. It was an obsession. I had to have all of them. I got all of them and ask me where they are now. Where are they now? I got no clue. <laughs> no clue. I think it's just human nature. I mean... Sometimes you start maybe collecting things, maybe reading things, doing things. And once you get one, you have to have all of them. You turned into a Beanie Baby collector. You had to collect all All of of them. I was an adult. I would take my lunch hour to go and find the Beanie Baby that I was missing. At McDonald's. Oh, my goodness. Kathy works at McDonald's, and she says your story actually isn't that unique. I just want Jen to know she's not the only adult that collects the Happy Meal toys. Yeah. Really? Because when we have certain ones come through as our promotions, we have more adults come in and buy Happy Meal. <laughs> so tell me about these adults that come through and collect Happy Meal toys. They, they come through and they go, I'm, I need uh, five, six, nine, thirteen, and seventeen. Uh, we're on fifteen today. <laughs> Well, I need those. That's all I need. Um, I don't think we've got any of those left. Well, do you know if anybody else does? Could you call, call your associates? Would you call around to 
the other McDonald's and see who's got these toys. We think this is Hollywood video. They'll call the store and they'll go, what happy meal toy are you on today? Uh, I don't know. I haven't looked at the box yet. Kathy, oh, I totally funny. did that with those Beanie Babies. I'm so sorry. That's so funny. So I think I might have opened a can of worms. What is... I, I've never done this in my life. What? Never? I've never gone as a grown-up to get a Happy Meal because the toy was so enticing to me. But you liked them when you were a kid. Well, yeah, I liked them when I was a kid. And you're the biggest kid that I know. And you have toys all over your office. And you're going to tell me that as an adult, you've never even been slightly intrigued by a Happy Meal toy? I mean, what what are they giving away as toys right now? I don't know right now, but back when they did Beanie Babies, I was obsessed with them and I had to have all of them. And uh, Kelly's got some thoughts about this. I think I missed the boat on the McDonaldland toys because I get a Happy Meal if we ever end up there. I just get like a cheeseburger Happy Meal. You can get extra fries, which means you get like 10 extra fries and it's not going to like overdo it. They would always say to me when I would order a Happy Meal, if I was all alone, I'm 50, I would say, I'll have a cheeseburger Happy Meal. And they would say, what toy would you like? And I felt like it was always rude when I wanted to say, I'm 50. Like whatever toy you give me, I'm going to be okay. Because I felt like I had to pause. It wasn't really something I thought about until it was my turn. Last week was a week that I didn't know existed, but it was called Infertility Awareness Week. Hmm. Um, and this is actually something that has touched my life and my wife, Lindsay's. We've been trying for a couple years now. We've tried some treatments. We've tried, believe me, if it can be tried, we've tried it. And so far, uh, no results. And so this week comes along and Lindsay decided, you know what? I'm going to talk about our journey because the thing about infertility, having trouble having kids is it can feel really, really isolating. Absolutely. Because you get on Facebook and let me tell you, people are going to tell you when they're pregnant. And that's great. (laughs) Like that's that's absolutely something to celebrate. Mm -hmm. But for whatever reason, we feel like we can't talk about all the times when it didn't work. Right. And the less you talk about something, the easier it can be to feel like you're in your tiny little box, your own personal rain cloud, and no one else can see it. Mm-hmm. And so my wife, Lindsay, like literally every day last week, posted something different about what the journey is like. It was so informative and inspiring, every single one of her posts. I was so thankful that she that she wrote them. I wrote one because yes, I'm, I'm not as a man of as many words as she is. And the craziest thing happened. I mean, people coming out of the woodwork yep. who, who were like, we've been going through it or we went through it or mm-hmm. it took us however many years. Mm-hmm. And there's something really powerful that happens when you share that thing that you think you're the only person on the planet who's dealing with it. And somebody comes across and says, Yeah, that's me too. Mm -hmm. So um, if your journey is infertility, uh, right there with you. But maybe your journey isn't infertility. Maybe it's something else. And it feels like you're the only one in the world because no one talks about this thing. You're not. I guarantee when you put it out there, yeah, you're opening yourself up to some unhelpful answers. And unfortunately, that's part of it. But you're also opening yourself up to some real solid friendships and some people who can come alongside you and help. So when you get a pet... You're pretty much signing up to bring more quirks into your life. Oh, because yeah. I don't care what kind of animal it is. It's going to have a quirk. And Aaliyah's bird has a really interesting quirk. When he really wants out, he'll jump to the bottom of his cage and start running around 
and like bobbing his head up and down. <laughs> and it looks like he's playing peekaboo. Aww. <laughs> he's just running around the bottom of the cage. Yeah, he loves shiny things. He will attack toothbrushes, knitting needles, symbols, and pennies. I think your bird might be part raccoon. <laughs> I think so. Just go for the shinies. <laughs> your cat is weird. Yep. All cats are a little weird. I know. I've been told that your cat is weird or your dog is weird. Well, that's true because they're all quirky. That's what makes them fun. We love them because of their quirks and we laugh at them and we want you to tell us about that pet quirk. I have a big yellow cat. His name is Monty. He weighs 18 pounds. Whoa! Big boy. He doesn't know how to meow. What? What? He doesn't know how to meow. Does he make sounds? Yeah, he goes like this. <laughs> That's not the sound I expect from an 18-pound cat. And then he has to be picked up like a baby. Oh, my goodness. And held like a baby, like you would burp a baby. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. Over your shoulder. Over my husband's shoulder. Your oh, husband. Not he, yours. He has to hold it. No, no. He's not my cat. Oh, oh naturally. <laughs> He's my husband's cat. That's his cat. The squeaking little 18 pound bird of a cat. I mean, he's huge, but he squeaks. <laughs> and apparently monopolizes a bit of your husband's affection. Oh my goodness. We won't get into that one. <laughs> Stephanie, do you have a quirky pet? Yes, I do. My cat, he likes to jump up on a table and grab my Keurig K-cup. Yeah? And uh, grab him by the edge and walk around the house with him. Mom, this is a pretty good breakfast roast. <laughs> That's right. He walks around with him. This cat wants a cup of coffee. Yeah. Linus and has his blanket. listening to him. The first time I saw him, he comes running in the living room, and I'm like, what do you got in your mouth? And... And he got mad at me when I took it away from him. Well, what do you do? Don't we all? I know. I was like, well, I get it, dude, but that's mine. <laughs> okay, Nancy, tell us about your quirky pet. My youngest dog is three years old. His name is Uni, after the Uni Dome in Cedar Falls. Right. Okay. And the dogs sleep with us, and Uni likes to get under the covers and sleep with a pillow, like where our pillows are. He just loves sleeping like that. Like a human. <laughs> Under the yeah. covers on a pillow. Yeah. <laughs> now, is he in between you yeah. and the other person in the bed? Yeah. yeah. Yep. Between me and my husband, yeah. Pull the covers right up yeah. to his chin? Pretty much, yeah. <laughs> Pretty much. Yeah. T minus zero for me. You are leaving tomorrow, I'm aren't you? I'm going on vacation. Ask me how much I've packed. How much have you packed? Well, here's the thing. Okay. <laughs> so. Anytime you start a story with, well, here's the thing. So. My sister stressed me out because we're going together and she texted me on Sunday a picture of all of her outfits laid out on her bed. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, I am so woefully behind because I haven't even thought about it. And so I stayed stressed out for three days. And then on Wednesday, I started packing. I, in fact, I put her on speakerphone and we basically chatted the entire time I was packing. And wow. I thought, you know, I said to her, I said, I'm just going to bring an overnight bag. I said, I can do this. This isn't going to be a clothes intensive vacation because we're going to a beach. Don't need a lot of outfits for a beach. Exactly. And and we've promised each other this is going to be very laid back. Uh-huh. We're not going to be doing Doing an awful lot of going out, shopping, that type of stuff. So I started packing an overnight bag. 
And then the more we talked, I was like, oh, Dina, I'm not going to be able to fit all this in an overbit night bag. And she's like, well, just put it in a suitcase. I'm bringing a suitcase. I was like, okay. By the time I was done with my conversation with my sister, I have this suitcase and I don't even know if it's going to meet the 50 pound weight Jen. limit. I'm like, Jen. Dina, how did this happen? I have overpacked. So this is what I did. I put it to the side of my room and I promised myself that I would edit Okay. My suitcase. Edit your suitcase. So tonight, the night before, I have to edit the packing that I started on Wednesday because I must remove some of the stuff from the rough draft so that I'm underneath (laughs) So your packing personality is that you overpack and then you edit the rough draft of the packing. (laughs) You're like an Ernest Hemingway packer. I love going on vacation. Yeah. Oh, but before vacation happens, you know what has to happen? You got to pack. Packing. How do you do it, Jana? When it comes to packing, I'm either going to set my alarm early and get up, or I'll just stay up all night. What? Whoa. Really? Well, yeah, because, you know, why put off till tomorrow, which you can do the day after? <laughs> Jana. I don't think that's, that's not how, the how qu- that goes. Yeah, I don't that think that's it. That is not how that saying goes. Oh, yeah, it is. <laughs> My sister started packing a week before her vacation. You told me yesterday that your wife has already started thinking about packing for a vacation that's not for a month. She, yeah, she said, I think I'm going to lay out the suitcase and start putting things in there so that we're ready. But you want to know something about our packing style? Our packing style is that Lindsay says that, but then we don't pack at all. And I just have stress dreams about forgetting to pack stuff all night. <laughs> literally. You have stress dreams about packing? I literally had one last night. Taylor, Taylor, your vacation's not for a month. I know. And Taylor, you could just start packing early and no, not I have that. To- <laughs> no, I can't. Come on. Jen, I don't own enough clothes to start packing early. You are not locked into a packing style. You can you can change your packing no, you style. Can't. You're born with it. Oh my goodness! And it's, it's set for forever. It's it's baked. it's baked into your DNA. <laughs> so Barb, you've got a whole new spin on packing. Our oldest daughter Corinne, when she was six, she talked her three year old sister into getting into a suitcase, and she zipped it shut. And she yelled down the stairs, Audrey's all packed. <laughs> <laughs> that is a fantastic sense of humor. I like your daughter a lot she right now. She was hilarious. I she think she's thought- hilarious. They all have their own kids now, so I'm the one that's laughing. <laughs> <laughs> we have some beautiful new artwork at Life 107.1 wow. Studios that our boss, Bruce, and his wife, Chris, hung. And they said that they used peanut butter in the absence of toothpaste. Which, and I was like, what? What? They use toothpaste normally to hang pictures on the wall to mark the spot where the the nail should go. And apparently there's a lot of things you can do with toothpaste. <laughs> it has to be the old-fashioned paste toothpaste, not the new gels. That oh. old-fashioned paste toothpaste literally will harden on the wall as well as spackling will that you can get at the hardware store. If you've made the hole on the wall too big, oh. let's say you've gone from a larger nail to a smaller nail and oh. normally you go get spackling and uh-huh. fill in the hole, you can use tube paste toothpaste and it will do the same trick. You can spackle with toothpaste. Paste 
style toothpaste, not the gel, or else you'll have all these little blue blobs. <laughs> okay, so no gel. But I literally have spackled the wall with paste toothpaste before. That's impressive. <laughs> not to mention you get minty fresh walls. That's, yeah. I... I didn't know you could do anything with toothpaste besides brush your teeth. I mean, when I was a kid, I thought it might make a nice minty snack. <laughs> oh, bleh. What's, did wh- you eat toothpaste? Who among us as a child did not want to try tasting the toothpaste? Well, we did taste it well, in I our mean, mouths, well, yeah, but then you not ingest it. Just like I need a Your a mother little... is a nurse. Didn't yeah. she tell you not to eat the toothpaste? She did tell me not to eat the toothpaste. <laughs> and that made you want to eat it more, didn't it? It did. <laughs> So far this morning, we have learned that you can use toothpaste to hang a picture properly and to spackle walls. But we have plenty of other home hacks where you've just got stuff lying around. You can go to the grocery store and take care of things that you didn't know you could take care of. I have trouble with snails in my garden. And uh, a coworker told me to put a bowl of beer in the garden and that they would be attracted to the beer and that would kill them. <laughs> I did. That is such a dismal thought for a Monday morning. Wow. <laughs> but it worked. It got rid of my snail. A okay, bowl of beer for the snails. Tell me why are snails bad for in a garden? Well, they were eating my cabbage. Snails eat cabbage. Interesting. And beer. Yeah. <laughs> But I don't know. The beer works. Okay. (laughs) I was in a pickle. And by pickle, I mean it was COVID times. And we were all sheltering in place and not going out and doing much. It was about a year ago. And my hair, I tell you, my hair was hurting. You're having some issues. I was. And so I messaged my stylist and I said, what is the best product on the market that you can tell me about? To condition my hair because I don't know if it was the stress or what, but my hair was getting so dry okay. and crackly yeah. and yucky. And I was just like, I, I just really need a good conditioning. I know mm-hmm. I can't come in because everything was closed. Yeah. You know, and my stylist messaged me back and she said, OK, you're going to have to trust me. She said, because this is absolutely the best. She's like, mayonnaise. In your hair? And she said, not cheap stuff, full fat, good mayonnaise. She's like, I know it sounds gross, but it's still by far the best way to condition your hair. Mayo in your hair. Mayonnaise. And did it work? I didn't do it. <laughs> I didn't do it. I couldn't do it. I guess my hair's not like, that bad. It's, like, it's not I'm, mayonnaise bad. I'm gonna just be waiting. The Taylor and Jen podcast is a product of Northwestern Media, a ministry of the University of Northwestern St. Paul. You can hear more from Taylor and Jen weekday mornings online at life1071.com or on the Life 107.1 app.